Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 136th Church Mag Podcast. Where do I decide to push to let go for myself? Where do I decide to let go for the team? Where do I decide to let go for the vision of all? That's why it's important to try to couple things that go together because there is overlap and you can create some synergy. Pies are delicious. You can have your hands in two mini pies. This week's podcast is brought to you by Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box, a Whovian's 30-day devotional. Written by our very own Phil Schneider, Phil uses Doctor Who as a backdrop for this 30-day devotional that will walk you through basic elements of your Christian faith in full Doctor Who fashion. You can purchase Finding Faith Inside the Big Blue Box on Amazon or directly from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, Jeremy pitches some tough questions on trimming the fat, making choices, and keeping less fingers in fewer pies. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag, email us directly at podcast at churchmag, or submit it by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Phil Schneider and the very, very cool Jeremy Smith. See that? See what I did there? He's so cool. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. It's like throwing it in there. I feel like I need to say something the other way because usually I say Jeremy before Phil because seniority, and I did it the other way around, and I felt kind of weird about it. So I thought I'd throw in a little extra there. I actually puked a little bit in my mouth because of the nervousness of going first. Mm, mm. Speaking of extra, see what I did there, Jeremy? That was, you know what? Undo that. Undo. Control Z. That was a cheesy segue. That, um, that, that segue was warning. Cargo shorts from Kmart. Thank you very much. Are you dovetailing with the previous episodes where you told me to get uh, some khaki pants? And I can't even remember right now. I'm so tired, but yeah, sure. Yeah. By the yeah. way, I, I'm dating this podcast, but... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does your wife know? But um, Wow. Dad you, just, you just we we made well, hold on. I called you out on the dad joke, and then you made him, you doubled down, and you said I'm making another dad joke. I am this wow. I can't believe you did that. It was unabashed. Sorry, Jeremy. Go ahead. I'm in the unmitigated gall to just double down on the dad jokes. Like within a 30 second span, I just Jeremy. Go ahead, man. It's my spiritual gift. Yeah. So. My, spirit love, animal, my spirit animal is a pair of cargo shorts. <laughs> I loved uh, Mike's tweet about you, Eric, just recently. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he was trying to console me, saying that, well, I turned 30 this year. <laughs> and, and, and he just flipped it on his head and said, I was just saying it because I wanted to let you know that I'm actually younger than you. <laughs> Eric, that doesn't help you at all. I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, um, on the back channel, Jeremy had the idea of talking about what trimming the fat yeah. is that what you called it? Because I could use, I could lose a few pounds right. myself. It's almost Christmas time. We need to be in our right bikini best. Right. We, we need to lose weight, not because we need to get thin, but because we want to get prepared to get fat again. Pretty much, yeah. So. Pretty much. So pretty much, yeah. I know for church techies, a lot of people that are doing church tech are not just in church tech. They are the youth pastor. They're the sound, the communication director. They are expected to take a hundred different positions instead of just church tech. And this idea of trimming the fat of saying, 
we need to figure out what my actual role is and let me do the best within that one position. I wanted to have a conversation about that. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit. I recently saw a story tweeted somewhere or shared somewhere. Maybe it wasn't tweeted. Maybe it was on Facebook. But anyway, it was a guy that said something about he got rid of all of his social media accounts and only kept one so he could focus on one and be good at that one instead of trying to do a lot. Because, I mean, even today, I I message on the back channel. I'm like, could we just have maybe one IM client that works with all of them or something? Because there's just so many instant messaging clients. You know, and the same can go with the social media. And it seems to spill out, like you said, over in so many different areas of our lives. I mean, and we, we face that even on Church Mag. We have Church Mag, Church Mag Press, uh, trying to redo church merch. And just like, you know, we get an idea and it seems like a good thing to do, but we don't really think about the bandwidth, the human bandwidth, as well as all the other kinds of possible bandwidth required to to champion idea an idea. Uh, no porn for me being an example that just ended up being dead in the water because there wasn't enough um, human human bandwidth, there wasn't enough power, enough people, or somebody to really champion the cause to to keep to keep the momentum going with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and I, I think that. So I heard recently, for, or not recently, but I heard in the past from um, John Acuff. He is an ideas guy. And so I really relate to him in this process of um, coming up with an idea and then saying, let's go for it. Let's do it. And I'm all passionate about it. And then it kind of fizzles out. And I feel like that happens a lot with me um, just to try to be able to do that well, because I don't want to stop having ideas. Um, I think that that's a good quality that I have. But how can I... I don't know if it's if it would like when I was thinking about this, like what's the best option? Should I be tempering myself? Should I be um, looking at how to filter this process? Should I stop having ideas altogether? Because sometimes that's also an option you have to have. And so as I was as I was going through this process, um, I kind of stumbled across what John Acuff had said, and he said for him, he has a million dollar idea every 10 seconds or something like that. And so he comes up with these crazy ideas. And for him, what he's learned to do is he goes to his wife and talks about these ideas. And they have an agreement now, but it wasn't that way before because he would always go to her and then think it started to affect their marriage. But they now have an agreement where when he goes to his wife and talks to her about it, she understands that this is just an idea that he's putting in his head. He's super excited and she can just simply listen and she can give her honest feedback about it. And he is under the understanding that if she says no, then he has to go with that. But it doesn't mean no forever. It just means no right now. And that's helped him allow himself to have this, this kind of mentality of he gets excited and she says, well, what about this? And so he gets tempered. And then he, if he continues to have that idea, he goes to her again and still no. And then a third time at that point, they have this agreement where they have to have a serious conversation about it. And so this mentality of not only just tempering yourself, but then having longevity. If you, if, if it's something that longevity wise, you could really want to do, that's great. I think it's a great idea. I, I, I too am afflicted with um, the overabundance of ideas, um, especially like, well, okay. So just a little bit of, if we're going to go behind the scenes here a little bit, I guess um, I was on Slack channel. It was probably about a month or two ago, Eric, I think when I was talking about the idea for that, um, for that coffee blog. And I think, I think it could have done pretty well, but it's a, it's a kind of crowded market. And um, 
I don't have a lot of bandwidth, but I thought this would be a really good idea. It'd be a lot of fun to do this. Um, and it would be, and I even started scouting out domain names, you know, costs and realized I just don't have the time. I can't, I cannot do this now. So it sits in the back of my head and occasionally I'll think about it or I'll think about, oh, that'd been a cool thing to do on that, on that project, but it's just it's still sitting there. Um, I probably have like seven or eight eBooks that are outlined and ready to go in my head, but I just, I don't have the bandwidth to get to writing them. And in a, a situation where they're really big ideas that make sense to cut back. like, I would love to go all in with some of your ideas, Eric, as far as like consultation and, and to design for other people. Cause I think I would really enjoy that, but a, I don't have the bandwidth for it to be my, my passion for other things is much more significant. And so I have to recognize that for myself. Um, and so the big ideas for me, at least, typically are not a problem because I instantly start to go into planning mode. And as I'm going into planning mode, I say, it's not possible. That's not happening. And so I'm able to to temper myself with that. But it's always it's almost always those little problems that I always have pro- that I have issues with, like my website. I just redesigned my website and then I thought, well, what happens? This website is really great with written text as well as the other stuff. What if I went ahead and just added one article just through my writing process for my personal blog? And then I could also share a lot of photos because this is a great art gallery design as well to it. So maybe I'll add images as well. And I really want to enhance my videos. So I want to make sure I do that. And all of a sudden it's three little things that maybe it's going to only take up 30 minutes or an hour a week. But now it's mm-hmm. along with everything else for yeah. church mag too yeah. much. And I mean, it, it's it reminds me of well, uh, yeah, I brought up the no porn for me project, but also the um, church memes. I keep bringing that up over and over as it as it fizzled out. Like, you know, what do we do? And and I, I think that there is oftentimes with these ideas, there's emotional attachment or. There, there can also be the the thought, like Phil was saying about the coffee tea blog he was he was referring to, where it was a good idea, you know, and it just feels like you know if if you could do that, it would be successful, or you know, or, or you you remember all the times that you had an idea, you didn't do it, and then somebody else did it, and they were successful, and you're like, hey, yeah, uh, the Babylon Bee, like that. It- it kills me. I wanted to do that. Like the Babylon Bee. Yeah, 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 exactly. Guys, guys, my neighbor was just walking through the trees outside my window here, and he's a great guy, but he has got a gait, kind of like the Bigfoot movie, the Patterson film in the 60s, and it was just bizarre to see this guy with long arms walking through the trees. <laughs> it was kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. Phil just had a Bigfoot sighting. Bigfoot sighting. Like he, like he's a sweet He's a sweet man. I am in no way criticizing him, but that was just kind of, it startled me. <laughs> Better take another hit of that coffee, Phil. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, here we go. Shot. Right. Yeah. Back when we started the April Fool's uh, post on Church Mag, you know, it really got your wheel spinning like, hey, you know, could we do something like that? Or could, you know, what what would that look like? You know, and well, I wrote that one post on the making fun of the rapture a few years ago, which which that was yeah. perfectly in the wheelhouse yeah. of the Babylon. Exactly. Bee. Exactly. So, I, you know, we have these struggles here at Church Mag. We have them personally as well. We, we all have all these different ideas and thoughts and projects. It can happen within your organization. It can happen, you know, within your ministry on so many different levels. And the truth of the matter is, is you only have so much time in a day. And I have for quite a few years tried to 
work longer days, longer weeks, put more hours in. But as we see, if you if you can go ahead and Google it, um, there's there's plenty of scientific proof that shows that that the more hours doesn't actually produce more. In fact, they've done studies that if people for, you know, over the, over the course of weeks and months work, say, 80 hours a week versus 40, over time, they eventually come to a point where in their 80 hours, they produce less than the person who's only working 40. And so, you know, you cannot, human bandwidth is like, is a seriously real thing. And as much as I know that, I keep wanting to, you know, start other ideas or build off of them, et cetera. So, so Jeremy, in your opinion, uh, as somebody who is full of far more ideas than probably anyone else in the world, okay, that might be an exaggeration, um, how do you see a good process or how do you see being able to, to decide? I mean, yeah. I was about ready to answer the question for you, which would have been rude. So go ahead. Well, well I gave one answer. So I, can I have you guys answer that first and then I'll come back and maybe we can try something out? Okay, I'm going to go first because it's off the top of my head, Phil. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go, go. Okay, awesome. Well, I will say that pushback is wonderful, right? I, it's really a good thing. Seth Godin talks about that a lot, about the people that you want to share your ideas with when you're serious about it are people that are going to ask tough questions. And for probably the last few weeks especially, Jeremy has done an excellent, excellent job of asking really good questions. And they're not just like, that's a dumb idea, that's lame. It's usually, it usually is like, hey, that's a really good idea. Here's a question for you. And that question gets you thinking like, okay, well, how does that fit in? And what, how does that play out? And really asking the questions of, you know, long-term, how does it all work out? And, you know, being able to answer those questions, but more than importantly, not being able to answer those questions really pulls the idea back and like, okay, I need to think about this a little bit more, right? Get those answers. And if those answers are, um, you know, in step and in alignment with what we're trying to do, then we'll do it. Otherwise, we're going to have to let it go. Um, and so, yeah. Well, and I think um, you've done the same thing for me, Eric. And I, actually, I would probably the whole back channel has because every time I bring an idea to the back channel, like, hey, guys, what about this coffee blog thing? They're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Hey, you do know this website does it already too, don't you? Oh, oh, that's, I did not know that. Yeah, they do. Also, hey, what would you do about this? I hadn't thought of that, you know, because like, I think most people, especially, I, I think part of this is the uh, Max Faber talked about the Protestant work ethic, and that's some psychology for you there. Um, he talks about the Protestant work ethic uh, as driven by the Protestant Reformation, and there's a certain amount of truth to that, but I think it's it's been hyped beyond all belief by the internet and the, the belief that any idea can go viral, quote unquote, and can be a million dollar idea in, you know, in, in less than a second. Yeah, it's true. Well, th- there has been a great leveling of the marketplace in that sense. There, there, the chance of established market disruption is extremely high. I mean, we, we've seen it in film, we've seen it, we've seen it in publishing, etc. And in some ways, I can't help but wonder if some of the bubble on that has popped or it has, it, the, the leveling out has leveling out. The leveling out has leveled out to some degree because there is so much noise on the internet now that you know you now you have to be discovered by an online thing yes. to then yes. go viral. Whereas before you could just be big and get shared. The end because the community as a whole is so much larger than it was, than it was 
early yeah, on. Before there were, before there were gatekeepers um, keeping folks out of publishing and film, but now there's no gatekeepers. There's just volume. You've got to overcome the volume of somebody else's. Yeah, that's output. that's that's the story of viralness. Now, okay, Jeremy, we we gave some ideas on how to decide on you know what to cut, what to go through, go for, etc. What was your what was your other advice on that? So I think it not only is it about how to temper the process, but then the other hard part is is what happens when you've let those other things slip through because. I'll be honest, I'm not perfect by any means. And so as much as I love this idea, I have let so many ideas slip through and, and it's, they're just now sitting there. And so I know with church mag, and this is that cutting the fat aspect of things. I know with church mag, I am writing articles and that's something that for me is non-negotiable. I want to keep writing as many articles as I can. Um, I have my hand in the church mag press, um, I'm doing the social media. I'm trying to run all the social media as much as possible. At least Twitter, I've optimized, but I'm trying to do the YouTube stuff as well. I'm doing the Minecraft Let's Plays and Minecraft Theology. I, um, at one point said, how about I help you as far as recruitment? Because when I was doing so many productions, I did that really, really well. And, um, I even at one point had said, made a comment, I would love to help you with trying to, um, improve relationships with advertisers, because I think that if we have any one spot in all of church mag, that's the one thing that we are not doing as well as could be. And I don't know if it's just a matter of, um, I've seen it done really well with other agencies. And so we have some ideas that we could capitalize on because you, what you do well right now, what you do now, you do extremely well. I think that there's a lot of growth opportunities with that. And then there's just the conversations in the back channel and helping out where if there's anything that falls off. So that's what I see with church mag. But as soon as there's any disruption of, Oh, let me update my website. Oh, let me think about one thing. Instantly you saw how far my production of blog articles dropped because I'm still trying to do all those other things. And in the moment, I think, I think, well, I still have to maintain all these other things that I'm doing so I can still write blog articles, just not as much, but it's not just not as much. It's, I think I wrote one in the last week and a half, which is super low for me. Well, here's a concept that I have more recently really tried to, to tell myself or say to myself more often. And that is when you say no to, when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to something else or no, or maybe it goes, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. I suppose it's the same either way. But the point is, when you accept a new project, you are in turn saying no to another one. Or if you say no to a project, you're saying yes to something else. So it it just comes down to choices, plain and simple. You know, what do you want to do with your time? What do you want to pursue? And I personally with my personality could really use a lot more of that. And that's what you're saying, Jeremy, you know, like, and we can we can help each other do that in organizations, in personal life, et cetera. Be like, okay, Jeremy, let's take a look at what you're doing. And recently, um, I, I was going over some stuff for Church Mag with our domain names, and I realized that that um, we have some fat that we need to trim because over time you get ideas and you just accumulate stuff. It's just like houses. I'm pretty sure that some people have to buy. I, I believe that oftentimes people need bigger homes, not because they have more kids or that they need more space as much as they've acquired more junk and they haven't gotten rid of it. And 
the same thing happens with domain names because domain names are kind of like ideas, right? And you, oh, it's only 15 bucks. What you do that three times, right? And you're 50 bucks every year for what, right? And if you need other domains that are similar, it can really create a snowball effect. And so I was looking at it and I didn't realize all of this until I had organized a spreadsheet and could look at the big picture. And so for me personally, I think what can really aid in this decision making, saying yes to what I want to say yes to, say no what I want to say no to, trim the fat as you, you know, and being able to trim the fat is when I can see all the data and make wise choices based on the data that I have. That's how I'm wired and, and, and how I make decisions. And so having discovered that, I would like to start implementing that on more things so that I can look at the data, I can look at the stats and be able to make, you know, good decisions. Now, maybe Phil, maybe you make decisions differently. Jeremy, maybe you, maybe you make decisions differently. That's great. But I think the key is, is that we've, you know, you figure out the best way for you to make choices, make decisions, right? Create priorities and then go from there. You know, it's, it's the same reason why you keep pushing on me. Like we need to really solidify a vision for church mag. You really need to solidify a vision for your church, your organization, maybe even your family. And then every, every time you're faced with the decision, you run that decision through your vision or what you're trying to accomplish and see how it measures up. Now that I, as a personal note, everything you just said, absolutely agree with 100%. The issue becomes what happens whenever, A, it's a team mentality. And so it's not just you taking ownership of all that stuff. And so it's not a personal push. And so you have to have, I don't know if it's buy-in or you're asking people to join you in that process. And then B, when the mission itself is bigger than just you. When it was 70 Productions, I did have other people on there, but the vision was just within my own capacity. And so it wasn't as big of an issue. But Church Mac is obviously much bigger than that. And the ideas that we're formulating and thinking through moving forward is much bigger than what it was three years ago, as far as church mag is concerned. And so those two issues cause a lot more complexity to this process, because if I decide, you know what, I can't handle the social media, which I've been trying to have someone else take ownership of. If I decide I'm going to say no to this, that affects the entire mission of church mag. That affects the entire team of church mag. If I decide to say no to the other things, that's not going to affect us right now, but it is going to affect our growth. And so where do I decide to push to let go for myself? Where do I decide to let go for the team? Where do I decide to let go for the vision of all this? And that I think is the hard part in this and where for me to decide to make that decision for myself um, is a little bit selfish and at the same time, not team and um, vision friendly. And so I think it has to be something that we have a conversation about. And I'm open to that. Uh, I said it's a non-negotiable for the blog articles, but that's my only non-negotiable. Everything else, I'm okay with letting go. But if we let go, there's going to be consequences to that. And I don't want that to be a Jeremy makes decision. I want that to be a team makes decision to try to help that out. Five minutes ago, you made your comment about saying yes to one thing is saying no to others. It's a principle called opportunity costs. And I think it's one of the biggest problems in, in the, in the world of entrepreneur is that we want to say yes to everything. And we just, just by the sheer fact of, um, you know, this, this universe's fundamental principles won't allow it. If you have pizza for lunch, you cannot also have steak for lunch. You 
I mean, you could try, but you're going to take longer for your meal than lunch, quote unquote, generally allows. You're going to put in more calories than your body needs. You're going to feel sick afterwards. So it's like you can do that, but only for so long. And so that, that's that's why prioritization and intentionality are so key. And that's why I think also um, one of the best ways, I think, to fight this this um. You can call it mission creep, where your mission slowly expands over time. You can call it um, passion creep, where you you develop multiple passions. Um, but I think one of the best ways to fight this is to, uh, when you start feeling pulled by a million different ideas, go analog for a few days. Um, write them down, maybe, in an idea journal that you just, you keep adding to. And then when you find free space, you go back to it and say, is there anything in here I can to tackle, you know, like I'm, I've gotten stagnant in a few projects. I'm going to put them on the back burner. Is there a new idea I could jump on that could reinvigorate my passions? That's, that's, that's for, but I think the best way to, to fight that overall, fight that trend is to go digital or to go analog. I think mm-hmm. the digital world only accelerates that process. Agreed. Now, knowing that we're going to get the, make this very personal, very quick, whose job is it to define where to put the halts on the ministry creep and whose job is it to help make sure that we trim that fat and continue forward with that decision process of what is yes and what is no? Well, yeah, that would be me. Yeah. And, and, you know, first step, honestly, is communication. Like when you say, you know, pre- presenting to an organization, and we, we kind of touched this on a little bit on a Riddle Me This when they were talking about, you know, expectations and these different things. And we said, communicate, you need to be able to communicate. And that's what needs to happen or is happening here. And it's a situation where, okay, you know, in, in this very real case with, with you, Jeremy, you know, what, uh, you know, what you want to keep how much needs to go or what needs to go, you know, and I'm able to look at that pretty quickly and know, you know, based on what your strong suits are, what, what should be, you know, what should be cut aside, you know, what should be cut out so that you can maintain, you know, op- optimal, uh, awesomeness in the areas that you are working. And I, I think that in a leadership position, you can't, you can't, it's difficult to do what you're not doing for yourself and this is this is on the edge of my own personal journey and experience, and um, I, I think that that's one reason why there's been the, the, the slowdown or why creep has happened is because creep has happened to me personally, right? And it hasn't been dealt with, and so I think that that that's oftentimes where leadership will overflow and affect those around them. It, it certainly has in this case. So let's apply it. What it, what is it? I know we talked about church mag and how we're going to see this moving forward, and it's something that you want to see. Uh, I don't know if you're going to want to leave this in or not. Tell me if we need to go different route. I know it's something that you've said full time is something you would love to have sometime in the future, whenever that is. And so how do we get us there? And then what is, what do you see as my role in that? And where do I need to cut back in things that um, if I don't do well, I just need to stop. Maybe I need to stop now. And what are some things that you say, if we don't have this, it's just going to take months or years to get to that point without you doing it. And I need you to own that and we'll figure out what to do with that other stuff you can drop. I think the first, I think the first step is to define things a little bit better right now, because like you said, things, hmm, that's the thing. Like we build systems and as much as we want to talk about building to scale, 
you really can't build to scale. You can build things that then you can scale, but not very many things scale automatically, right? And so I feel like as we've grown, like you said, in the last couple of years, we've been able to operate and function within the structure that we have. And we, we've probably, we've probably, we've, we've pushed beyond that and nothing has changed from an operation old perspective and that needs to change you know i was gonna say i think that you're absolutely correct you can build to scale but only to the scale that you've actualized for yourself and i think that we've been operating um under the capacity process of what church mac has always been though the vision has grown beyond that and so i think that we're at that mentality of a fundamental shift in church mac and and, and I think it's still appropriate for this podcast because churches do this all the time. You get to that point where the church itself has grown, but your church tech team hasn't thought about how to get there. And so we're, it's, it's an operational process. And so they haven't thought through it and it's not something that they intended to do, but something the church has put on them. And so I see this happening within church tech all the time. And so in some mentalities, we need to shift how we're communicating as far as conversations, um, because I could have a million and one ideas and you guys just need to tell me no every single time. Or it can be I have a million, a hundred million ideas, and we just need to make sure that people realize if they want to continue to engage in something. I don't know if it's like church tech staff or the, the staff writers or the senior staff writers have some ownership in this process to continue moving forward. I don't know what that looks like, but I think the operational shift needs to adjust on the back end. Definitely. Definitely. It needs to. And that requires, and that requires what we've, we've started months ago or what I've started months ago in getting vision and mission tightly defined and clearly some reflection on, um, those structures and those systems and, and what that all looks like to be able to maintain and function better in the state we currently are. And with, with the idea of growth in the future, you know, that's, that's what was done before we've grown to this point. Now it's time to, you know, it's time to find a new pair of shoes and make sure that there's room for growth. I mean, eventually, you know, you max out and you get another new pair of shoes and you realize, you know, you, you, you know, when you're growing up as a kid, right? Like we got to make sure there's growing room. Like you never got shoes that fit perfect because you always had to have growing room. But then some point in your life, when you went to buy shoes, you didn't have to do that anymore. Right. That can happen. But when the, sh- right. But the shoes currently church mag shoes are too small. Right. So we need to find some shoes. And I'm gonna have we're gonna have to do a little shopping, you know. We're gonna have to check some things out, and then uh, you know. So, so to give the audience an example, can we do it live right now with me, with everything I shared? <laughs> Would you be willing just to have that out our dialogue? And it doesn't have to be a set in stone kind of thing. It's just a good dialogue for the next five minutes, right? Like for instance, um, like recruitment is a strong suit of yours, but that is something that doesn't have to be done full time. So maybe that coupled with something else that doesn't have to be done all the time could either, you know, like ebb and flow together. Um, or we just, you know, leave that bandwidth for, you know, like this week, do some recruitment or, you know, stuff like that, you know? So there's things like that, that I see that don't have to be ongoing all the time, but there are times where, if we could initiate it, it would be awesome, right? Um, 
And then there are some things like uh, with with social media, it seems like that would be a great opportunity for some other people, right? That, that you know, we, we can... We can say, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what we want done, and be able to really set them go, let really set them free, right? To 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 own it. Um, so stuff like that, I don't see needing to, you know, always always be happening. Um, and, and to t- take the comment of social media, I think that there's a couple of people in our church man group where, if we talk about this idea of um, creep, the ministry creep, that. If Chris Wilson were to say, you know, what, I've had thoughts and he said this in the past, I've had thoughts about maybe running on social media of telling him no, because he's already doing mm-hmm. a lot and he's doing it really, really right. well. And so in some regards, when if Chris Wilson were to ask, we, we would tell him no. Right. But also because of his own. And, and this is where, you know, beginning to think fresh and new on things like that being an example, perhaps it's somebody who doesn't regularly write, but really has a passion for that. Okay. And so, you know, they could be doing the social media thing, hardly ever writing, you know, so that's a possibility as well. So being able to think a little bit outside of what we've done in the past, something like that might work, you know? Yeah. The, yeah, the, uh, the relationships, that might be something that would work well, ebb and flow with, uh, recruitment, for example, um, the 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 let's plays and the theologies, um, that's something that I, I, I could see not disappearing because they're great, but maybe something that um, was less frequent, although I think that's already naturally happened. It was like every week and now we're like, how often is it? I don't know. But maybe if maybe if the maybe if the goal was more like once a month, then maybe that would that would pull some pressure off of it. I don't know. Um, I would say that it would have to be either uh, I'm in it or I'm not because of the the requirement on the back end, like all the stuff you don't see, the editing, the setting up all the stuff within Minecraft. So that would have that would on all almost have to be a either do it or lose it kind of thing. Right. Okay. So something like that could be be maybe possibly picked up by somebody on on the Minecraft side, possibly. Um, you know, and so we would put the feelers out there because I, I think you know, like you said, the, the writing, which is something you don't want to get rid of, is is uh, of of high value, right? As far as as far as your time, um, the Church Mag Press, I that one, I just I don't even know. It's one of those ideas as far as getting off the ground that can be that has felt difficult, you know. Because it's an it's another it's another content draw, and it feels like for it to really be successful, it needs to have releases and content dropped on it more often than that clearly more often than what we're doing. And I think part of that conversation. It, so here's my thoughts: is the idea of letting go of social media, letting go of the Minecraft altogether, as far as the videos of putting in the, the efforts of recruitments and talking to advertisers as well as conversations about getting people on board with church mag press. So I'm not necessarily creating all the the top contents though. I would love to continue to push with that because if it fits within the blogging, it probably will fit within the content creation, but then also the recruitment, not only of writing, but then also of writing something for the church mag press. So it'd fall in parallel very easily, but then that would, that would absolutely mean I'd have to let go of the, um, social media completely as well as the, um, the Minecraft stuff. 
which is hard because I see that the Minecraft stuff has worked really well in the community end as well as the um, viewer end. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, you know, the tre- the the test of any community and the test of any congregation is to see whether or not it can perpetuate and continue to move on its own without the the founder, without the overseer directly involved. You know, like when the pastor's out of town, what happens? Or when a ministry's handed off to a new leader, what happens? I think that's the real test of of what has been built. Those are scary words. Over here trembling. I mean, between Bigfoot and that, what Eric just said, I'm just I'm freaking out. Phil's like this is too serious. Comedic relief. Comedic relief. What do you Phil, what do you think from your end as far as hearing all this conversation? Like what are you what's your gut reaction? What's your um feelings reaction as far as just the whole process i think i've gotten for myself i've gotten a pretty good balance i write what i need to write at the moment and i do what i need to do so like for example i i've got a writing project that needs like it would need about a year of research and i'm not touching it right now if i see stuff you know occasionally i might spend an hour here or there trying to gather sources and just put them in a file but I don't do much with it because I know that I just don't the bandwidth. So it's a, it's a back burner thing. Um, I've got a podcast with a friend on politics. I had my own podcast, but I just, I couldn't do that one because it was all on me to generate content, make sure it happened. And so that one got, that one got put on like, you know, indefinite hiatus. Um, and then this one came around and because it's two people, I could share the burden. And even though I edited it up and, um, um, you know, post it and whatnot. The the sheer fact of having somebody else to one talk on mic, but then two to hold me accountable for the project was very helpful. I didn't even think about it, but the fact that I'm invested in this podcast too, I think, also plays a small part. It's not. It's as you said, Phil. It's not a huge thing, but it is something that throughout my week, as I'm doing the idea guy thing, I am taking five minutes here and there, thinking, what is it that we're going to be talking about? And what is it that we've already talked about? Because I don't, I'm too much in that be, give the best product you can. It's not just pick a topic to talk about. It's pick a topic that we haven't talked about or haven't talked about in a really long time about what are people asking about? What are we writing on the blog? What are people commenting in the forums? And so even though it's just one hour and I don't have to do any editing, posting or anything else, it's still within my realm of, I'm doing all these other things because I want it to be the best that we can give in that process. And then I don't want to change anything with the podcast that's staying as it is, but even that one thing. Right. Well, that, that's, that's why it's important to try to couple things that go together because there is overlap and you can create some synergy. Whereas if you, if you're doing multiple things that, that don't have any overlap, it can be really hard. You, you have to be, ridiculously agile to change directions and everything. I don't know if this helps at all, Eric, but Amazon's having a sale on New Balance right now. (laughs) All right. So my thought was, what about talking about the idea of trimming the fat and using my um, hundred things I have my hand in right now with Church Mag and asking, what do you guys see me pulling back with? But then talking about all that on camera or mic. Yeah, we can do that. I suppose that's, that's a real, that's a real open 
raw topic. Since it would be, since yeah, we don't know. What it's we're one doing. of those conversations I've wanted to have, but you can't really have over Slack. So you can use the podcast to have a conversation about something serious. Yes. Yeah, so let's have a systems conversation about it. That sounds kind of past aggressive. It does. And then it's going to be public on top of it. Because I feel very undecided about things, but Phil does too. So. Yeah, I don't even know what this is coming out of. So. It's not coming out of anything. It's just I got my hands in too many pots, and where do you guys see I should go back? You remember that phrase, I got my hands in too many pies? And I want to say, is that possible? Can you have your hands in too many pies? I don't think that's the case. That's a good point, Phil. Impression. That's like a warning shot joke. What's the deal with with having your hands in pies? (laughs) Who puts their hands in pies? You're ruining a pie. But then folks say, I've got I got my hands in too many pies. If your hands were in the pie, pies are delicious. You can't have your hands in too many pies. You are marking pies off for yourself. You're cornering the pie market. Cold, Jerry, cold. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. <laughs>